Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How was the week for you? It was wonderful. We're in October now. How about that? Uh, a ton of stuff going on this week. We got the Black Bears going uh, coast to coast on the East Coast as they travel to New Jersey. And then Johnstown Team Maryland was up for the first e- EHL showcase up in Worcester, Mass. We'll talk about what happened up there. Navy D1. They got under their uh, their ACHA season underway, as did the Navy women, but a little caveat there on that one. Towson uh, men's team, Stevenson D2, D3, Maryland's men's and women's teams, UMBC? Hmm, how about that? And we'll get to all the teams and where they play next time, or uh, next week, this week, this week, I would think. But we'll start off with the Maryland Black Bears, who had a commitment this week as uh, Ryan Bottrell, who uh, just had a hell of a start to the season and continues to uh, push forward. He is committed to Brown University. He'll join Miles Gunty there in the future. And Bottrell has been fantastic this year so far. Three goals, 10 assists, 13 points in only 10 games. Uh, and as he last played in the NAHL. Uh, for the Janesville Jets uh, in 2019-20 before the whole COVID thing happened. And in his, in his last couple games here, last four games, point in every game, uh, so what's that math? Nine points in four games. Pretty, pretty good for a guy who uh, who is now a commit to uh, Brown University, the Ivy League. So that's pretty awesome of him. So congratulations with that. And after that announcement, boom, went right to work as they uh, the Black Bears – they went up to uh, Middletown, New Jersey to start off on Friday. They played the New Jersey Titans, and things, you know, Maryland got off to a pretty good start, but things did not go as they uh, had planned, I'm sure. 421 into it, a shot over the net, Kareen's all the way out of the zone, 2 on one The puck was picked up by Jake LaRusso, who had a 2 on one but he was thinking shot all the way, and it got past Michael Morelli to make it one nothing. Uh, for the Titans. Maryland did not. Uh, they got a little on their heels for a minute or so. They got the the groove back, though. Kept on firing. Kept on shooting. But a turnover at the blue line leads to a three-on-one. Uh, Anthony Calafiore with a lovely spinorama backhand pass to Tommy Bannister. And it's 2 nothing Titans. 11.06 into the game. Uh, Black Bears on a power play, though. After a too-many-men penalty on the Titans, Philip Tornquist then gets loaded up ready to go, and he fires one home uh, with a two-man advantage, actually, because Calafiore had a tripping call. So two-man advantage, Luke Van Wy sets him up on a platter, and he just hammers it home for his fourth of the year on the power play. Luke Van Wy, uh, his eighth of the year, Bottrell, with his ninth assist on the year on the power play. Maryland kept giving it to the Titans. They outshot him in the second period, 22-7. to Just the ice was tilted one uh, one way. And that was going towards Andrew Takis, former Maryland Black Bear himself. Uh, Dylan Wegner tied the game up just over halfway through the second period as uh, he picked up an errant pass and puts it past Takis for his second of the year. Then 520 after that, Vlad uh, Poligoshko, he puts home his fourth of the year uh, as he just picks up a Ryan Bottrell rebound, puts it home. Miles Gunty got it to Bottrell in the first place, so he'll get credit with his fourth assist of the year. On this one, uh, Poligosko got his fourth goal. And then Moe stood strong. Michael Morelli stood strong in the net. And, you know, he didn't face a lot of shots in the second and third. Only 12 
uh, in the second and third down the stretch, but he played strong for the team when he was called upon and gets the dub on that one. 25 saves in the winning effort on this one. Uh, Andrew Takis on the other side, though. Uh, mad, mad props to him. He kept the Titans. He kept this game really close. Uh, 39 saves for the Bowie, Maryland. Uh, now Bowie, Maryland native. Formerly Dunkirk. So uh, there we go. Then the Black Bears, no rest for the wicket. They had to drive 300 miles across uh, the state of Pennsylvania to get to Johnstown uh, to take on the uh, Johnstown Tomahawks in a grudge match, rematch of the first round of last year's East Division semis where the Black Bears won 4-3 to three in the end. And uh, things getting a little spicy early. Spicy early as uh, T.J. Kufis, the, uh, I believe he's the captain? No, I don't think he's the captain. But uh, he's, he's, a, he's a, not an unfamiliar suspect to the Maryland Black Bears. Just starts hacking at uh, Laker Aldridge's legs, the back of his calves, and three seconds in, we got a fight. So Or four seconds in, rather. So there we go. I mean, it is what it is. You shouldn't expect anything less uh, from that squad, uh, even with new guys around. In any case, though, 314 in. Uh, Aiden Bruich had something to say about something. The uh, the local talent from Western Pennsylvania, he gets his second of the year as uh, he just goes ahead and sticks with his play, gets his own rebound, pots it home for his second. Jacob Brockman, his second assist, and Matthew Davies, his third assist of the year. On that one, Michael Morelli had himself a game after that. The onslaught that he had, his first five shots were just amazing saves. Boom, boom, boom. Just stretching out, going all out. Morelli likes to play in Johnstown. Morelli likes that. Uh, it seems like he likes that fever. He likes that uh, that fervor, rather, if we pronounce it properly in English. So uh, he he was thriving even with uh, the trip. He is good to go. Made some big saves. Uh, but a one-timer on the power play. Early in the power play, too. Got past Mo. That would be Holt Oliphant on the power play. And that is one-to-one. Uh, one. Four uh, and change later, Maryland gets another uh, gets a power play of their own. And look who it is. Ryan Bottrell on the power play. Picking up the garbage. Picking up the loose change. Picking up where people are putting down. As he fires home his uh, third of the year through a massive humanity. Laker Albridge with the uh, initial shot. Sean Kilcullen got it down to him. And there you go. That's your score line on that one. Bit of a back and forth. Uh, Morelli and Sammy Vola putting on goaltending shows. Uh, but then a power play for Johnstown. They were just moving the puck all the way around. Good puck. They've always had a good power play since uh, uh, the Black Bears have been seeing them. So it's not not a surprise that they are firing all cylinders on that aspect. They fired around. And uh, Steven Krikostis, he gets himself his second of the year uh, at 9.05. But just under two minutes later, Oh, Brandon Pico, he gets himself his fourth of the year. Great drop pass out of the zone by Connor Cole. Get, takes the zone, drop pass. Piku had room to spare. Could have made a sandwich in that time. Threw it past Evola for his fourth of the year. Connor Cole, his fourth assist. And Brockman, his second assist of the game, third of the year. Things are going good for Maryland. They were keeping things at bay. They were keeping, uh, you know, getting some lucky breaks as the game tying goal at the time was waved off as a Tomahawk just went careening into the uh, the goal through Michael Morelli. So uh, the puck had went in after the uh, net was off its moorings. They luck out on that one. But um, somehow, some way, because the video won't show it, because apparently they don't understand how to get the aspect ratio figured out. 
But on an alley-oop play, uh, Krikostis again gets behind the defense. He pots home his third of the year with 240 left in regulation. Uh, went to overtime. That solved nothing. Goes to a shootout. And uh, Brad McNeil, Connor Cole did not connect. Zach Murray and Krikostis did. And that's your final. Three or four to three in a shootout. And that's how it ended. A tough, tough loss, especially to get a goal, give up a goal that late into the game. And then to, uh, you know, skills competition is what it is. Everyone has to play by those rules. So here we are. As we sit right now, it's going to be a big weekend for the Black Bears as they take on the Northeast Generals, who they are tied at the top of the charts, ladies and gentlemen. It's a first-place division matchup. And, you know, by and large, when you look at the history between these two teams, Maryland has dominated this matchup. 18-5-4 in the last three seasons. However, this is definitely not the same Northeast team that, uh, we've, uh, that, that we've seen in the past. Uh, they are a lot more definite. They will get out to early leads. They, will, they, they like to get uh, to establish dominance quick. That's what the Black Bears have to hope that they have great first periods in these two games. They have been known to have a slow start. You can't do that with these Northeast Generals. They will jump all over you. Uh, and again, 18-5-4 is just past history. Brian Erickson has uh, developed a great team uh, through scouting, through bringing guys up through the NA3 program they have. So it will be an interesting situation. Interesting to see if Michael Morelli will play his third straight game. You would have to think that possibly it's uh, it's his cage till it's it's not. Uh, though uh, I think uh, Luca DePasco has I think he has a chance to uh, get his reins back. I would like to see him out there for one of these games too. I would like to see how he uh, responds to uh, the weekend that he had a few weekends ago. We'll see what happens. It should be a good one. Hockey TV is where you can find it. It is uh, six uh, six thirty on Friday, seven o'clock on Saturday. That's five thirty for me. And 6 o'clock for me in the Central Time Zone. Which is going to be interesting considering uh, UND Hockey is back up here in Grand Forks. A little aside that's not Maryland. So I have to kind of time it out right because their times have changed too. Uh, they're starting instead of 7.30 uh, on Friday and 7 o'clock on Saturday. It's now uh, it's now 7 o'clock on Friday, 6 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, the adverse to what the Black Bears do. So... It'll be fun to run to the press box and make sure my internet's working. In any case, though, should be a good matchup. Hockey TV, which is now a part of Flow Sports, uh, should be interesting uh, going on from there. So tune in. Team Maryland, they went up to their first uh, showcase of the year. Uh, went up to Worcester, Mass, as they put on uh, one of the three showcases, I want to say, this year. Uh, but uh, here we are. And they asserted their dominance early in the first two games, the third game, we won't talk about too much, but they did put up a good fight in that one. Uh, the, uh, if you're not familiar with the EHL showcases, it's two 25-minute halves, uh, and then they go about the and then go about their day. Uh, but we will talk about the first game on Thursday. Maryland uh, team Maryland goes three and zero, three to nothing against the Connecticut Chiefs. Uh, things got started a little early, and it was a power play-laden affair for Team Maryland. All three of their goals come in with the extra man running at 100% efficiency in this game. First 4-14 into the first half. Brian Teske on the power play, unassisted. 
And, and then right before half ended, Bobby Geyer on the power play, he gets a loose buck and he puts it in, and it's a power play goal. Two to nothing going into the half, and then quick work even to start. 129 into the second frame. Uh, Jacob Kosinski held the power play from Alex Newton and Farrell Din, and that is all she wrote. Three to Cobb is that one. John Werber, 13 saves in the shutout, and uh, he pots his uh, first shutout of the year and the sixth shutout in Team Maryland history as, uh, yeah, a big, big way to end out September. But guess what? October started just as good as they took on the Seacoast Spartans um, in Game 2. Got out to a 4 nothing lead early. As uh, they score four unanswered uh, or four straight to start the game as firepower. 29 shots in the first uh, half alone. Evan Donnelly kicks things off. 346 into it. Even strength goal makes it one to nothing. Then a little lull there. Seacoast went back and forth with Maryland. They had 16 shots of their own in the first half. Uh, the defense playing really well for Team Maryland in this one. Uh, Nick Graziano, though, he pots his first one. 13-18 in the uh, first half. Brian Teske and Tommy Tracy. On the assist, and then Graziano said, you know what, I like that. Uh, a minute 18 later, I'm going to do it again, and he did. Michael Vestbland and Carson Stickley on the assist on that one, and then Farrell Din, uh, five minutes after that, just uh, five minutes before half, he puts home the 4 nothing marker. Seacoast gets uh, two back-to-back in a quick frame. It took under a minute to uh, get that Farrell Din goal back. Kenny Maxwell, he pots it 4-1. to one. Then Lenny Capri just before the half ended. He makes it four to two, and then Team Maryland got out, uh, and they said, "Nah, enough of this. We are we are through with this." Tommy Tracy puts home even strength goal. Farrell did on the assist. Evan Donnelly then makes a makes a nice little sandwich out of this game. He gets the sixth goal, twenty one forty eight into the half. Bobby Geyer, Farrell Din, and that's all she wrote on that one. Gideon Sullivan twenty saves in the winning effort for him. You look across the board: Graziano two goals, Donnelly two goals. Uh, Farrell Din, three points, a goal and two assists on this game. So this team was firing in all cylinders, making a statement. They're not historically great in these showcases uh, when they face the other uh, divisions, but they uh, came out blazing on this one, and then they face uh, the Seahawks Hockey Club. And going into this game, the uh, Team Maryland was 0-4-0 against Seahawks all time. And they got off to a pretty decent start. I would have to say. Farrell Din puts one home 9.09 from uh, Alex Newton and Evan Donnelly. Then the Seahawks score one about 30-some seconds later. Ben Baxter even strength ties the game. And then Farrell Din just took it over. He got a semi-natty bow hattie horn. He pots home his, uh, <laughs> he pots home a goal 15-12 into the half. J.J. Creighton on the assist with that. And then just before half ends, literally one second left on the clock, he scores his hat-trick goal. Bobby Geyer gets the assist on that one. Seahawks score 46 seconds into the second half. Sawyer Smith with the goal, cuts the lead to one. Uh, then Alex Newton gets on the board himself with Geyer on the assist, 931 into it. And then, boy, things just uh, kind of took a turn for the worst. Seahawks score three goals in a ten uh, under 10-minute 10 span. Uh, Ryan Pompicelli, uh, Rompice- Pompicelli, rather, uh, Adam Jubrand and uh, Aiden Sobrowski, all three of those goals. Seattle or Seahawks, not the Seattle Seahawks, but the Seahawks Hockey Club wins um, five to four. A little feisty there at the end too. Farrell Ding gets an abusive officials misconduct. I don't know if he said something or touched somebody, but that's not a great look for a kid who had a hat trick in this game. 
Uh, three goals on three shots. Uh, a hundred, that's a that's a thousand percent shooting percentage right there, ladies and gentlemen. John Werber, thirty-two saves in the defeat as uh, Team Maryland goes two and one in this first showcase of the year. Pretty good numbers, I would have to say. And then they uh, they they do it now. They go to play ProTech. They will be back at the Piney Orchard Ice Arena Thursday at noon. Oh, that's a, not a great time. And then Friday at noon. If you need some matinee hockey to catch, you want you don't want to go to work the second half of the day, go down to the Team Maryland uh, games. They will be playing uh, free of charge. Go in, take a seat, cheer on Team Maryland, their fancy jerseys. Make it happen. Make it happen like you and the captain. Now this about that. I would uh, first like to say um, how much I am grateful for Navy hockey because they take care of me. As you may know, I am not great with names. Um, it's how I roll. It's just how, you know, as a Polish person, you would think I'd be able to say that. Uh, say names a little better because, you know, you, 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 know, you figure it out. But uh, Navy Hockey takes care of me. They gave me a nice little, and so did the Maryland Black Bears. I can't say that. The Black Bears did that too. Um, but they are putting out there a nice little pronunciation guide um, because I am uh, mumble mouth sometimes. It happens. And then we have a uh, uh, Doherty and a Doherty. Um, Doherty and a Doherty on this team. And I will fudge that up a lot. But thank you, Navy Hockey. I appreciate I uh, appreciate you guys looking out for me. Uh, it's much appreciated, and uh, hopefully those uh, cheesesteaks and the Wawa was good. As uh, Navy Hockey gets back on the ice at Pink Mullen, first time in a long time, as they took on the uh, Drexel Dragons in a uh, heck of a shootout, heck of a time there on this one. We'll get started in the first period. Drexel kind of taking it to the midshipman, out shooting him 20 to 6, but only getting one goal as Nick Kestura puts home his first of the year. Midshipmen kind of on their backs, uh, back back heels on this one, as uh, they had a had a couple of a uh, couple of incidences. I mean, including a, a very extended power play, thanks to uh, Joe uh, Joe Doherty with his uh, hit to the head game misconduct. Not uh, not fun on that one. But back in the second, they kind of even up the shots. 11-6, they were only outshot on that one. And Nathan Hyden gets his first of the year. Michael Rokovich and Brendan Reynolds on uh, the assist on this one as uh, they tie the game one-to-one. Uh, -one. That's what happens, Scott. Yes. Then a minute and three, a minute six into the third period, they take the lead. Brendan Reynolds, he pots one home. John Mullen and Joe Walton on the assist on the power play on that one. And then uh, with uh, just about five minutes remaining, 5.04 remaining, Ryan Sambuco for Drexel ties it up on the power play. Uh, a penalty-filled affair in the third, including a Matthew Cho game misconduct check from behind. Oy. And then in the first overtime, Anders Gilbranson um, with a high-stick game misconduct. So a little bit of uh, a little feistiness in this midshipman team. I uh, went to a shootout. And uh, Naval Academy did not score in either attempt. Rakovic and Hayden on the attempts. Drexel scored two of three. And that's how it ends. It will be a uh, three to two final in the book. Charles Doherty with the shootout loss. 54 saves for Doherty on this one. Uh, pretty big game for them. But no rest for the wicket. They went up to Drexel and uh, they did it all over again. 
like almost kind of to the T in this one, but not really. Navy, Navy was on the attack big in the first period, even though they let up the goal, uh, the first goal 2-0-2 in from uh, Ben Burkhead. Uh, but Jack Burke gets one back uh, minutes later, just about halfway point. Riley Jamison and Rokovic on the power play, and then said, the special team said, you know what, let's do some more special teaming. As John Mullen puts home a short-handed goal, four minutes remaining in the frame, and uh, it is two to one going into the break, back and forth again. Drexel starting to get more offensive in this period. Uh, they get more. They just putting shots on shots, 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 like an LMFAO video. Uh, Nick Urbani with a power play goal, fourteen twenty in, and then thirty six seconds later, Eugene Lim for Drexel gets them the three to two lead. Nathan Hyden though on the power play, his second of the year. Riley Jamison and Michael Rakovich on the assist. And then the uh, the favorite of the Maryland accent to say uh, with this game being tied, uh, boy, I'm glad he is there. Granted, he is from Cumberland, Rhode Island, and I'm sure that he will not understand this unless he lives in uh, Maryland for a long, long time. But Steven Chiolino, Chiolino with a golo, and that puts it four to three for Navy. And then that was all the way there. Drexel kept. I mean. Navy was all over Drexel in the third, just just taking control of the offensive zone, and kind of like with the Maryland Black Bears, one gets behind them, one forty left. Uh, Patrick McGlin, uh, McGinley, the third, gets his second of the year, ties the game, overtime again, solve nothing. We go to a shootout. It's like deja vu, but with a bigger goal on each side and less game misconducts. Uh, Nathan Hyden scores. Rokovich does not. Jack Burke does not. Nathan Hyden again does not score. But uh, for Drexel, Eugene Lim, Nick Urbani, they score. They sandwich the goals, and that will do it. Charles uh, Charles Doherty with a 26-save effort in this one in the losing effort as the Navy goes 0-0-2 on the weekend, picking up points, kind of withstanding some pressure and then giving some pressure, kind of a tale of two nights almost in this one. So none shabby for the first game of the year. They will play NYU something next week. I don't know. Uh, I think it's just NYU. SUNY is the one that has all the, the different ones, right? Okay. Uh, I just I just agreed with myself. There's no one in this room aside from me. So they'll play NYU next. I think it's just a Friday matchup. Uh, check your local listings at Navy Hockey for that one. Not just the Navy men were playing. Oh, no, 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 dog. The Navy women were back in action, too, as well. They are part of the DVCHC this year. They'll be playing the likes of Towson, Maryland, and Loyola of Maryland all year. They were slated to play Westchester. There is no scores on this one. Not that it was a 0-0 tie. The ACHA website has no game being held, nor does the DVCHC website. I don't know if these games were canceled. I know, I believe, Westchester's club team canceled... Their game, their game with Towson on Friday for sure, but I thought I saw Westchester play sometime this weekend. Um, in any case, no scores on this one. One can only hope. What will, one can only figure out what happened. We will see if they uh, if they update it next week. They'll be playing Liberty, 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 Liberty at Liberty there in uh, mid Southern Virginia, the Roanoke Valley area. Uh, so we'll see if we can get some scores, we get some updates, and we see the uh, the midshipmen, midshipwomen. We'll go with that, uh, and then we'll see what they can do. I'm looking down this list for their for the uh, for the team. A lot of Annapolis natives. 
I don't know if they marked that because the base is in Annapolis. I don't know if there's this many. If there is, God bless. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players that have Annapolis as a hometown. If so, let's go. Why are we not supporting more the Naval Academy? Um, mids, let's make this happen, everybody. So, Navy, if you guys got a team store, holla at your boy. I'm sure I would uh, love to buy some swag, make some things happen, promote this uh, this local Navy women's team that is apparently all from Annapolis. So, shout out to them. We'll see if we can get some scores from them next week. Mm, Towson, uh, like I said, their game against Westchester got canceled on Friday. I don't know if it's postponed or just straight out canceled. I'm sure they'll see each other later in the year. But they did have a game on Saturday as they took on uh, Temple, the Owls, hoo hoo, and the Owls get off early, uh, get off to a big start early. Even though Towson pretty much offensively, Towson had a lot of advantages going in here. They really kind of controlled the pace of the offense. It just seemed they could not connect on the chances they were given. Uh, as seen here, ten thirty one in the first, Ryan uh, Pilarski for Temple. He gets his second of the year and puts Temple up one nothing. Then Julian Rudolph shorthanded again. One of those things where Towson's pressuring, pressuring, pressuring. Something happens at the blue line. Rudolph goes in a way, and he gets his second of the year. And then with four seconds remaining in the second, Pilarski with his second of the game, third of the year, to put the Owls up 3-0 in going into the third. But Towson kept clawing. This is a different Towson team than we've seen in years past. They kept going at it. Justin Brown, his second of the year, 4-14 in. As uh, Towson starts to, get the, starts to feel themselves, they had 25 shots in the third period and were just trying to go hog wild on it. Jack Ellis gets his fourth of the year, 12-27 in. And uh, that's, you know, they were clawing and clawing. Just couldn't get it back. They just couldn't get that third goal back. And that is all she wrote on that one. Daniel Ludwig with the loss, 32 saves for him uh, in this one. So Towson, now they'll take on, uh, they'll go up to uh, Duquesne. They will take on the Barons or the Devils? Taking on a, a mascot that's horned, I'm sure. And uh, they will play this weekend. Towson women, they did not play this weekend, and they uh, they will go ahead and play uh, Maryland next week. Uh, so that will be a interdivisional, a battle of uh, 97, or battle of 295. Battle of um, 295 sounds good. 695 doesn't go that far. 100? Eh, perhaps. I don't have a map in front of me. I should. Uh, Stevenson's D2 team, they went down to uh, North Carolina and um hmm 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 well that was a game um friday night they took on the unc wolfpack and it was not a great game it was a 12 nothing loss for the d2 squad for stevenson um chris solomon of the uh, of nc state had uh, three four goals on this one a big penalty filled affair as a fracas broke out, thirteen fifty nine in the second. So um, after a Josh Waterson hit and uh, Walterson, it's Waterson. Come on, come on, ACHA. Let's get your players' names right. So that was that. Uh, David Sh- Shahadi, Shabadi, really? Like honestly, ACHA website, get your ish together, dude. David Shahadi, fifty two saves in the losing effort. As, uh, yeah, Stevenson just uh, did not have the firepower in this one to go at it. And, yeah. 
Then they went on to uh, UNC Wilmington, the Seahawks. And, um, yeah, not uh, not a great night either. First period kind of went back and forth. But UNC Wilmington just took control offensively. Patrick uh, Benevue got the goal first. Then uh, they claw back. They tie the game on the power play. Josh Watterson with the uh, power play goal. Zach Garceau with an assist on that one, both their first of the year, and then, then it went great. That did not go great. Uh, Zach Schrock, Chris McGrath, Logan Kilbreth uh, with the goals for the Seahawks in the second, then Joey Alexander, Chris McGrath, and Mike uh, Benedetti with the goals, and that was it. 7-1 is the final. Marcelo uh, Palacios with the uh, 46 save effort in this one, and... Boy, that's uh, that's a rough one. That is a rough one. Rough weekend in North Carolina, but hey, got to bounce back. Georgetown in town, coming up ahead. So uh, got to bear down, get with it, shake this off, and just take it out on the Hoyas. They don't have John Thompson behind that bench, so I think you're fine. You think you guys are going to be fine? Uh, D three for Stevenson. They had uh, Pitt Johnstown in on the weekend at the uh, Recplex. Uh, on Friday night, six to three defeat in this one in their first uh, matchup. There, I did not see any kind of scoring. Let's take a look at their Twitter page and see if there's any scoring on their website for that one. Uh, does not uh, appear to be in this one. Yep. Nope. It is. There's not any goal scoring for Friday's games. Um, on this one, but hey, what can we do? We move onward and we move upward. Uh, then we, on uh, Saturday's game, the tie game, 3-3 three to three in this one. As uh, Tregoboff with a goal and assist on this one. Melvin with his first career goal. Darty with a goal. Jake Shoulders with a with a helper. Uh, first career goals on Friday for Hunt and uh, Kligg Maskretsky. So there you got two scoring on that one, two of the three. Uh, and then uh, Michael Vitti, or Jonathan Vitti. With the uh, 62 save effort in the tie in a response game on Saturday night. So a big, uh, big effort to bounce back on Saturday. So we will see what they can do moving ahead. It looks like they have the Adrian Bulldogs next week at Adrian. Oh, Adrian! Uh, on, uh, I say next week, but it's actually this week. Um, on Saturday and Sunday. And then they have a weekend off before they go ahead. And play elsewhere. And apparently Loyola Loyola has a D three team too. This is this is the one I'm just figuring out now. I'm looking at these. Uh, I I will. All right. I will go ahead and say this about that is that D three kind of is sketchy in terms of what they upload and the schedules being as they are. So that's kind of why I get surprised because UMBC is a D three team as well, and so Salisbury I think has a D three team as well. So it's kind of hard for them, and then the uploads are not great. It's kind of so if I if I fe- if you feel like I'm not at uh, putting forth the effort in D three, I'm trying. I, I get only as good as I I give only as good as I get. So the Stevenson people they are great over there with their social media for both their club teams for the D two and D three. So I have no problem with them. It's the other schools that kind of uh, little little bit wonky on that one. So that's why if you think that I'm not that I'm not doing anything about that or I'm not covering them as much, it's because I don't have the information. I kind of put this disclaimer out every year. So uh, here we are. 
Uh, and here we are, case in point on this one, Terps Hockey. Maryland was supposed to have a game against Kunstown University on uh, on on Saturday. And I have not seen hide or hair of any kind of recap from either side, from uh, from Kutztown or from Maryland. So we are to assume the game happened, or we're to assume the game didn't happen. It's it's a, it's a Schrodinger's cat kind of deal. Um, Liberty, they go to Liberty next. Liberty, 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 uh, and they'll take on the uh, D two Flames and see how that goes for them moving forward. Should be an interesting test of. Uh, Thing and then back for a home and home with Stevenson uh, in a couple weeks. So that will be a fun matchup as uh, we get to ourselves a battle of 695, battle of the Beltways, Parkway, something, Route 1. Can we go Route 1? That goes east west. The Maryland women, though, they played this weekend as well. They uh, took on uh, Rowan University. Rowan, a powerhouse in club hockey, especially in the DVCHC, just rolling through teams the past couple seasons. This was no exception, as the University of Maryland dropped this one 13 to nothing. 13 nothing on this one. No goal scoring on this one. There's not really any saves. Riley, uh, Riley Chadwick just has um, 13 goals against on 13 shots on goal. I don't want to believe that's true, but, you know, who are we to say? We are only, we are only at the whim of uh, what the DVCHC scorekeepers put up there. So... That's on that one. They take on, like I said earlier, they'll take on Towson uh, this weekend, and that should be a fun and interesting matchup. I mentioned earlier, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, finally getting back into things. They uh, played uh, played against the University of Maryland D3 team, uh, and in the new CHF, the new College Hockey Federation, UMBC will be playing. They dropped their first game back in almost, I think, two, three years. 10-3 to to the University of Maryland. Uh, things got started pretty good. Uh, Christian Jones for the Terps. He puts home uh, a goal from Kyle Abosh. And then uh, a few moments later, Philip Crum ties it back up for UMBC from Ethan Frey, uh, Freeze as they go 1-1 one one into the locker room. Uh, and then Maryland kind of opened up a little bit. They score uh, four straight goals. Trevor Drake from Zach Brodsky. Uh, then Declan Dimitrev from Carter Kelly and Ryan Trot. Ryan Trot said, "You know what? I want to score. I want to score goals here as well." He gets one. Ruben Rodriguez, Carter Kelly, and the assist. Those three goals happened within 20 seconds. Brodsky decided, "I want a goal too." He puts one home. 16:49 uh, remaining from Hayden Kim and Trevor Drake. UMBC gets back on the board. Freeze with a unassisted goal. Before minutes later, after that, Drake again. Love those Drake kicks. Uh, Alex Detita and uh, Brodsky on the assist. Freeze again, trying to be a one-man wrecking crew with another goal for himself. Uh, James Pochel and uh, Micah Temenek with the assist. Then Trevor Drake again. Uh, second period hat trick, unassisted. And Jordan Kearney with uh, Kyle Abash on the assist kind of put things down on a seven-goal second period for the University of Maryland. And going into the third, show no mercy. Trevor Drake, two more goals. A five-gold outing for this one as uh, he gets his first one, 6.09 left in the game. Zach Brodsky and Joe Hutchinson. And then Brodsky on the Drake again. That's where he went up. 10-3 is the final. Looking at the stat line here, Carter Kelly, two assists. Zach Brodsky, a goal and four assists. Trevor Drake, five goals and one assist. 
Uh, the big ones stand out. Ethan Freeze on UMBC, the Retrievers, gets a 2-1 and one on this one. And uh, Temenek and Philip Crum and James Poshiel on that. Sean Brown, uh, 44 saves, and he got replaced by Nick Corbin, who had 18 saves. Evan Jones, 23 saves in the winning effort for the Terps going forward. And again, we will see what happens. UMBC supposed to play Cutstown D3 next week. See how that all pans out for that. University of Loyola women, they did not play this week, but they will play. Uh, they didn't play last week. They'll play this week. They'll go up to UPenn, take on the Quakers in some DVC HC action. Hopefully, we'll have some updates uh, from that game, and hopefully, we can have some updates from Navy's games last week as well. As I look at the time and see all this stuff here, you guys have to tell get to me at Chesapeake Pod if you're listening this far into it. Let me know if you like the, the long form. If you just like a, a catch-up on some of the other teams, um, let me know. <clears throat> like Rather than go into a diatribe about the uh, teams that do and don't get back to some things. But uh, just, just kind of want to gauge. I want to be uh, thoughtful of your time. And I'm sure you wish the same for me as well. So that that out of the way, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Time for the playas. We all know what happened with uh, Mr. Andrew Takis. We'll start off with him. He had himself a, uh, a game against Maryland. Uh, he dropped that one, but a very good effort for him. 39 saves, 929 save percentage, three goals against in the 60 minutes. You know, I, I, I look at it, and I'm just like, man, since Takis has left, he's been very, very solid um, going in. I don't know if it's just a change of scenery did him good, if he got more focused thinking that he would never get traded kind of thing. I don't know. It's, you know, it is, it, who knows what happens? I sure as hell don't. So I'm talking on the radio or the podcast, the radio. What year is this? But in any case, it's good to see Andrew Tack is going up. Hopefully he can get a commit sooner or later with the way he's been playing. I think he's, uh, he's kind of earned it on his own uh, merits with this one as this is his overaged season here. We welcome Julia Blitz to the player segment. Uh, she is from, uh, Potomac or Potomac, Maryland, uh, a 5'8 forward, right-handed shot. Uh, has a Nation of Canada flag next to her on Elite Prospects. Kind of weird, but she did play for the uh, Washington Pride in the uh, JWHL, playing with RPI this year. Four games in, four penalty minutes, a minus one uh, in her, I believe this will be considered her sophomore season, sophomore season, because I don't know, I don't think they played last year, so I don't know if that counts to them or what she is doing about that extra year but uh she's in it to win it uh so there you go four games four pims uh so we'll check in with her throughout the rest of the season but welcome her into this whole uh this whole ordeal hope she enjoys her stay i don't know what that meant that was kind of kind of weird right it's kind of weird a lot of play has not started yet so um it's kind of a it's kind of short we should have junior season starting up soon so we'll see if uh adam varga and uh, and uh, Mr. Mr. Bryce Montgomery, get in on the action here. Be fun to see what happens there. Uh, still trying to check for everywhere else. Uh, one of the big ones I think, kind of looking at, is uh, this one right here is Alex Poyer, who is a Frederick, Maryland native, played for the Baltimore Stars, now playing over in Sweden with the uh, the J20 Alvesta team. So far, played one game, 277 goals against, 2.77 goals against, and a 909 
save percentage with one win in this one. He has been loaned out to, it looks like, the J20 team, the, the under-20 team as well over there in Sweden. So we will have to see what happens with Miss Poyer uh, uh, on this one, or Poyer. I don't know how they want to pronounce it. It's either Foyer or Foyer or Poirier or Poyer. But uh, we it, that should be an interesting situation with this one. Uh, a, a Frederick, Maryland kid going over to play in Sweden uh, for that those programs. We'll have to see how this turns out. But best of luck to him over there in Sweden. That's it. I think that's it. Pretty sure that's it. It's been like 40 minutes. So that's it. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it more than you know. Hey, check me out on the uh, on the uh, on the all the all the stuff I do. The Twitter, the Facebook, clutchandcrabhockey.com, uh, at Chesapeake HW Pod for all of that. But that's it. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Check out all the stuff. Like I said, give the socials Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter and Facebook, clutchandcrabhockey.com for all the updates and news stories and stuff like that. But until I talk to you next time through, be good. Play that clutch and crap hockey. Peace.